It's late, but I can't sleep. All is quiet, the fire long dead. Moonlight outlines the sleeping forms of my unlikely companions. So similar in the darkness, I can barely tell them apart. Hartley flinches in his sleep. A bad dream, I guess, but I won't know the full of it for a time yet. It's the same nightmare he's had every night since he learned of his father's... ill fate. Kai is snoring softly. But what else should I expect? I swear the man will sleep through his own funeral. I move as quietly as I can to his side and reach over to touch his shoulder. Swift and silent as a cobra strike, Kai snatches out to catch my hand before I reach him. Did I wake him? Or was he playing this whole time? You'd think after all the years we'd spent together I'd know. But, well, that is just one of the myriad mysteries of Kai. With a slight inclination of my head, I gesture for him to follow me. The sun is yet to crest the horizon, but the skies just began to illumine a glorious deep purple. Kai lights up one of Hartley's hand-rolled brown cigarettes as we walk a short distance away from camp. You know there's over 70 chemical compounds in that tobacco smoke that can cause pulmonary carcinoma? What now? Smoking will kill you. <laughs> just like everything else out here, I suppose. All the same, he takes one more pull and throws the butt. We walk on in silence till Kai stops to pick up a heavy rock. He passes it back and forth between his hands. So, why are we out taking this moonlight stroll? You ain't done enough walking? Your new friend. Worried we can't trust him, is it? He is who he claims, no doubt. Spitty his dad, get me? Yes, I see it. The resemblance is striking, but... Ah, he's torn good. Means to do right by us, himself, and, well, by his dad most of all. Just ain't sure he knows what right is. Fuck. Not sure I do neither. Loyally stick hard. Well, when they split, mess normally comes to spilling. You thinking I shouldn't have brung him? Thinking he, uh, needs to be got rid? So as we go on alone, as before? Do you think you have it in you? To do it? He's all you have left now. Aye. If needs must. Quick and painless in his sleep. But you've been in no must, cause shit, I ain't sure. And sure is what we need right now. Won't be easy. The more I get to know him, it ain't getting no easier. No. After we found... Well, we came north for answers, to find what we should do next. We found our answers. I trust your judgement. I think he came to us for a reason. He'll take up his father's place. I reach unconsciously for my stupid plastic pendant, but stop myself. He'll guard the charge. 
The sun's coming up. We should be on our way. Morning, sunshine. Time's chasing. We best hop on. This way, city boy. By the charge. He said he could run, but... Well, he won't keep that pace up for long, will he? Impressed, city boy? This is nothing. He'll run like that all day. We better start following before we lose sight of him. Make you right. Have you ever ridden on two? No. But I'm guessing I climb on the back here and hold on tight. Have you never taken a passenger? None. None like you. Don't let go! travel behind us, across the hard-pan desert, old, oil-stained dungarees, the clerk, mops at his forehead with a grubby rag. He's made an early start to re-repair an older, temporary fix on a leaking pipe when he spots a dust plume of a car heading his way from the north. Gets out of the car. Big gun, clear under his arm. Well, my days. Well met, blood. Filled her up, is it? It is, if you would. Hey, I'd say you're not too shocked at seeing one of the blood this far out. Uh, I true say, son. Till less than a week gone, I'd have been real prized at your passage. But I seen your kin through not days gone past. Is it? A friend of mine. On a fancy two-engine? Uh-huh. What? What is this? Crevasse, formed by some kind of extreme geological event. I guess it's about ten miles wide at this point. I reckon it's a big old hole in the ground, and like I say, you two ain't going to help none getting across it. We have to go through. We can just skirt around. <laughs> you tracking blood or just guessing? I've never been round. Don't know if there's an edge or no. This is the way to the charge, so this is the way we gotta go. It could be a hundred miles or more to circumnavigate. Long detour. Shit. Well, what'd you have us do, son? We trust Kai, son of the sands, and track through a foot. Well chosen, brother. Thought you said we were going through. We are. But I can't just leave her out here exposed. I'll tuck her away somewhere close by. Safe. Oh, yeah. In a bush. Much better. <laughs> you boys and your toys. Well, so long as we're expecting another blind city boy to come a-looking, should be fine. <laughs> Hartley rolls his eyes and starts off after me. 
Kai dusts over the most obvious tire tracks before following. A little while later, Hartley has taken off his shirt and tied it over his head. He still wears his jacket open over his bare torso to keep the relentless sun off his back. Sweat drips from every pore. I deal with the heat slightly better, while Kai, seeming unaffected, leads the way perhaps a dozen feet ahead, along what could at one point have been a paved walkway. We've been trekking for hours. Ain't you hot, bruv? Yeah. How's he do this? You mean with the heat? He says it's a trick. Wisdom passed down from his mother's side. He tried to teach me once. Helps, but I never quite got the knack. You're supposed to uh, listen to the messages your body tells you without letting them take over. Conscious metabolic adjustment to an incredible degree. There's some trick. I can teach you what I know, if you'd like. Sam. Don't. Call me that. I never received my father's gun. I was never full raised. I'm sorry, I didn't think. It's how he can run so far. So fast, too. He could go all day, ignoring the pain all the time, right up until a full-blown cardiac infarction. <laughs> you like talking, huh? Well, I'll try to keep quiet. No, 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 it's, it's real nice. Get me good. I, I mean, most of what you just said is you on me. I, but it sounds fair to my ear. Getting right close now, blood. Reckon we push hard today and we'll have sight our next stop by sundown. Charge ain't far off. The charge. True say. What is it? But <laughs> <laughs> nah, is it? You swarm tector and you don't even know what you're tecting? Whoo! That is pure jokes, bud. Jokes! <laughs> Easy, pal. It's been generations since the charge moved south. I don't think any of the blood knows anymore. Get me? Maybe old blood knew. He's gone now. Same as my father. Uh, sauce, bro. Nah, uh... Truce. Sorry. Lost mine too, ain't it? Well, as to the charge, uh, I'm not spoiled surprise. You see for long. Perhaps you'll tell me yourself then. Not to tell, blood. Just a poor desert boy that didn't want to drove. Ma died young and I was raised by my dad. What is it, Kai? Speak! Easy now, I see no matter for bullets. It's a matter of the desert, ain't it? Woo! You get used to it. It's leaves! They're green! Fuck! Throw down! Where are we going? Kai stopped a few feet ahead. Points to a beautiful, clear pool of fresh water. A tiny waterfall trickles out through the rocks above to keep it full. Woo! <laughs> oh, Prince Charles, water. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. From the flow, not the steel. Remember that, blood of old. You don't know what might have been in this water. 
You'll thank me later after we swim. Thank you. <laughs> Not for the view of your bare ass, I won't. <laughs> Not coming in, city boy. I, uh... Looks like you've caught a bit too much of the sun. Your face is quite red. I think a swim might help you cool off. <laughs> What's wrong, blood? Do you not know how to swim? Fuck it. A little later, Kai is still wallowing in the shallows like a baby elephant. I'm mostly reclothed now, sitting on the pebble beach, bare feet still in the gentle lapping water. As a matter of course, I wouldn't ordinarily have stripped completely naked to go for a swim. I just couldn't resist it. Look on his face. Speaking of, where is he? I look up to find Hartley, dripping wet but still in his undershorts. He's climbed the rocks at the far end of the pool. Cresting a high vantage point, he squints to the west. The sun sits low above the endless deepening canyons, but to the east... What do you see? A few miles east. Reckon the canyon sides meet. Might have been a way across from my two. Carrying on south afoot, we've still got some ground to make. We covered less than half the distance. Ah, stop playing mountaineer and get set. We got good walking to do yet, for sure. I'm just refilling my water, then we should get moving. Are you two ready to go? Fucking soon. Eventually it all crumbles from nothing out here, you get me? As long as it holds together while I need it. After that, the ground can take for all I care. I thought all Sans loved their weapons like they love their own children. More. The big guns, aye. And this toy marks me for child. It's soft, it's moving parts jam, and it will fail out here. Toy for kiddies, too, say? Well, let's see what yarn toy can do. Kai picks up a couple of pebbles and paces out 50 yards. He places the stones and jogs back. Standing beside Hartley, he drops a third in his sling and absently starts it spinning. Let's see it then, blood. I turn away, unimpressed by their dick-swinging contest. They don't seem to notice. Kai raises his eyebrows and nods towards the target, impatiently speeding the sling. Hartley eyes the distant stone, no bigger than a quarter, inhales deeply and... Pebbles dust. But before he can shift his aim, Kai has released and Pebble 2 flicks off his perch. Impressive. But what's your point? Would I chop off my arm because it weren't strong as my father's? It'd do the job just as well, get me? If you two are done comparing the size of your skills, we should keep moving. Still an hour or two of good light left. After you, lady. Lead on. Later that same night, back at the shithole saloon where Kai first met Hart, 
Russian clocks the group of men cautiously watching his approach. He notices one is recently missing an arm. An instant before he recognizes the ugly blade one arm's friend wears strapped to his back. Drivers! Oh, blood! Oh! We ain't after no trouble. You speak quick, Drover. My journey's been long, and as you may have noted, my patient is short just now. You got charge of this band? Aye, I'm king of these parts, troops say. Now, what's this all about? You and yours coming through and carving us up with no reason. <laughs> reason? What do you expect to happen when you kill the blood? One of the cracked palm. Well, that's quite a claim, son. True say, I killed men. Dozens. Hundreds, mayhaps, but I ain't never been so fool enough to kill one that's of blood. You... One of your men don't make scratch. You pay all the same. It sure weren't me, nor none of these boys here. More than one group out there calling themselves drovers. True, most following me, but not all. Not yet, at least. I thought you bloods was for justice in that. Dead man on the floor, what justice is this? My fucking arm, what about this? If you speak in truth. Him staining the floor, we'll chalk to a misunderstanding. As to your missing arm, that sure were me. Aye, but one of your pals carried iron as did this. Not pretty as yours, true say, but iron all the same. Roll through on a fancy two and a wave of blood. That man ain't blood. I am full son, marked by the hard caliber. Do you get me? This man that came against you his only child, and turned against his own kin, too. He runs rampage to the south on a mission that we would stop. Seems we have common ends, you and me. What are you saying, Drover? Well, how's this, blood? We come together. Track this fuck down for what he done. Then for good faith, we help find those who's done your kin. And see them pay, too. What the fuck do you think I'd need from the likes of you? I'm sure you don't need shit, blood. But still, we could help. I know these parts. And where to find them as might have done your son. I believe, blood. I will be hunting him on the two. Surely we'd be better by your side than at your back. Or I could just kill you all now and be on my way. Yeah, I suppose you could and all. But now we spoke, you don't strike me as a kind of just... Slaughter in cold blood. Besides, why waste the lid? We'll see on that. I don't trust you, Drover, but I don't fear you neither. I'll leave you be for now, but you know this. There is more coming on my trail, and you best be waving a big fucking white flag when they get here. You'll find they ain't as quick to listen as me. Now, take this here slug. Unspent, you get me? It'll let him know we spoke. That sounds just fine, son. Blood of old. Hartley rolls over and moans. Gripped by the same reoccurring nightmare he's had every night since. Well, this isn't the first time. He stands apart in the vast meeting hall of his former brothers. The room is dull, grim, cold.
old blood stained center. Shirtless, a frail figure illuminated in the dark. The old man begins to talk, but it's an unintelligible mumble. His breath hangs visible in the frozen air. He raises his hands slowly in a stick 'em up way. Across the room, the mentor holds his monstrous revolver poised to shoot. The bullet rips across the room. Hartley steps desperately into the bullet's path, protecting the only real father figure of his life. Like a drill boring through a slab of beef, the bullet pushes its slow path straight through him. The force lifts him slowly off his feet, turning him back to face old blood. Hartley doesn't understand. Why doesn't the old man step aside? Old blood watches the slowly approaching bullet until the slug takes him in the eye. Hart begins arching down towards the floor, but just as he should hit, the world flips, and his fall turns into a sprint. His feet carry him through the dark streets of the Grey at a painfully slow pace as high-cal machine gun fire starts to explode around him. Turning his head, he sees an ancient Toyota Hilux flatbed toting a huge fixed gun, the big gun, gaining fast. Searching desperately, he sees what he wants. His two-engine, strangely illuminated by a bright ray of sunshine, sits half buried in a pile of sand. Too far. He looks back again. Only now the Sarge chase on horseback. The mentor in the lead raises his gun and smiles. Hardly's knee explodes and he sprawls to the. The dream world shifts again as he thumps down onto the rough, sawn floorboards of some kind of wood hut. Sunlight bleeds through the slatted walls of this odd little shack. Looking up, Hart sees a man on his knees, facing away from him. Long hair matted down his back. Santa Menta stands above, sword raised, ready to chop. The man lifts his face towards his executioner. He has Hartley's face, and it's Ash who swings the blade down fast, just biting flesh. Hartley's eyes snap open. Bolting upright, he grabs for his gun. Breathing deeply to calm himself, he remembers where he is. He looks around to find Kai, some twenty yards off, doing vertical push-ups. I sit close at his side, gazing intently away as if I hadn't noticed. I'm going back for my two. So you would abandon your sacred charge so easily? I gotta go for it. The bloods are chasing. If they come in motors and catch us a foot out there on the pan, we got no chance. Yesterday on the rise, I saw a way round. Push on to the other side. But to rush, I reckon I could get back. Caught up by nightfall. Kai, take it. Your weapon? What's that for? Push on after the charge. Better you have it than me. If you get caught before I get back, might make all the difference. Is it? You just now said if we're caught, we're done. Can't shoot anyway. Get me? Take it all the same. It's another slingshot. Take it. Trust me with it, do you? Strange to say it out loud, but yeah, I reckon I do. It'll be dark when I come, so sure to stand where my light will catch you. 
I'll be back. Trust fan. We were told something very similar once before. When your father left us, he never came back. I best not find you with no head, bruv. He left you his gun. I think he likes you. <laughs> Reckon he'll be back for it. He just really loves that too. Hartley is exhausted. Having jogged through the heat of the day, he arrives almost back to the spot where he left his bike. Listen, Henry. Messages your body. Keep control. Bullshit. Wait, I'll leave my tube. I'll charge. I swear I left it here. There you are, sweetheart. Fuck! Hartley throws himself behind a nearby boulder. Ash gets out to look around, admiring and cursing the impressive and oppressive landscape. He stops to wipe his neck with a bandana before continuing round a large boulder. A heavy sucker punch knocks him stumbling back. You! Hart slaps the revolver back into the holster. They hold eye contact for a second. It's begun. Ash snatches Hartley up in a bear hug. Hart throws a headbutt. Another. Ash loosens his hold. Ash draws. Hartley snatches the barrel aside. The muzzle burns his hand. He twists to the side, cranking Ash's wrist. Hartley kicks the iron away. Both men roll away from one another and begin slow circles. 30 seconds in. What you doing, Hart? Why'd you turn your back on the blood? Blood? Ain't no more blood, son. Blood died when Thurmanta killed the old man. You're wrong, fam. My da has saved us. We was dying out, slow but sure. But with the charge back in hand, we'll be strong again. Nah, bruv. Was the old ways that made us strong. Without him, it's just a bunch of thugs with guns. You can't match me, child. We saw that when I was raised. I beat you good, ain't it? <laughs> you fucking waste, man. I let you win. Ah, true say. To keep face in front of your father. Ash charges him. Now with something to prove. Right hook, dodge, left, blocked. Round two is on, five seconds in. Hartley swings a roundhouse kick. Ash grabs the leg, lifting. Hart lands a knee to the ribs on his way up. He drops awkwardly to the ground. Ash goes for his gun, is tripped, spins, levering a powerful foot into Hartley's chest. Both are wrecked already, but they fight on. 23 seconds, punch drunk, bleeding, exhausted friends battle on amongst the jutting rocks. 31 seconds. Hart swings a weak punch. Ash catches his arm and pulls him in. Ash hauls the man up over his head, ready to throw him like a ragdoll against the rocks. Sensing his last chance, Hart rolls back, wrenching Ash's shoulders, straining his already throbbing wrist. Hart drops. Digging deep, he shoulder barges Ash. Face first into an ugly-looking boulder. Ash slumps, trailing blood on the stone, broken to the ground. One minute... It's done. Hartley stumbles across for Ash's gun. Sticking it in his waistband, he walks to Ash's murk. Finish it. 
put a bullet in me, you fucking coward. Hartley draws the heavy revolver. It feels... right in his hand. The gun wavers only slightly before... first time he's ever fired the hard caliber. His eyes shimmer with unwept tears. Kill you? How could you ask it? I already lost a father. I'd not lose a brother too. One of us be dead before it's done. Hartley pistol whips his friend across the head, knocking him unconscious. Reckon there'll be chance enough for one of us to meet the other's lead. to Once It's Begun, written by the Gillingham Brothers, with Glenn Fox as Hartley, Sally Oliver as Sol, David Finn as Ashen Thementa, Ronan Summers as San Thementa, Ben Lee as Kai and Oldblood, Andrew Lewis as King, additional voices played by all cast members. Score by Chad Gock, additional music by Saul Gillingham,